tight. We've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn how your music playlist might reveal whether you're a psychopath, a trick for being productive by managing your energy, and we'll bust a common myth about traditional marriages from the 1950s. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Cody, what's your like best productivity tip that you love to use? It always works for you. Honestly, getting enough sleep. Yeah. That's what I did. What's your What's your trick? I like to give myself little rewards. Ah. Like, if I finish this thing, then I get to watch an episode of Netflix. Or I get to have a snack. Nice. Something like that. That works pretty yeah, well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, today, we've got a productivity hack for you. Try managing your energy instead of your time. This comes from Tony Schwartz, CEO of The Energy Project. His organization has worked with companies like Google, Coca-Cola, Microsoft, and Facebook to improve culture, morale, and productivity using experience-tested techniques. The Energy Project breaks down human energy into four types, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Schwartz went through the process with more than 100 employees at Wachovia Bank in 2006, and participants outperformed their bank employee coworkers by 20%. So here's how to focus on each type of energy. Nutrition, exercise, and sleep are the pillars of physical energy. So to start, make sure you're not skipping breakfast or exercise or working too late. And get enough sleep. That'll give you a lot more energy during the day. Next is mental energy. Two words. Stop multitasking. Multitasking is technically impossible anyway, so block your time so you can focus on one thing at a time. The third type of energy is emotional energy. That's what fuels the quality of your attention and work. When you get stressed, try emotionally stabilizing exercises like going for a walk, taking a deep breath, or even sending an encouraging email to a coworker. Positivity is surprisingly contagious. And finally, there's spiritual energy. This one is a bit less well-defined, but it's basically all about feeling like your day-to-day work is in line with a larger goal or a higher purpose. Take some time to outline your guiding principles, long-term goals, and lofty ideas for yourself. Then, brainstorm ways to make your daily work fit into those dreams. They might not sound scientific, but your spiritual energy is clearly connected with real-life productivity. Try managing your energy instead of your time and see if it helps. After all, you only get 24 hours in a day, no matter how well you manage it. Unless you have a time machine. True. Ashley, what do you listen to at work? Nothing. Really? Oh, I can't write when I'm listening to anything. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Whenever you see me with headphones in, it's to listen to a podcast or a video for work. Otherwise, silence. Wow. Yeah. All right. I like EDM. Wow. So repetitive generally, and you can kind of zone out. It's an outgrowth of my love for video game music, which I will also listen to. That makes sense. Go on YouTube, grab that video of the top 25 Mega Man tracks of all time. Top 25, top 50. Just... You're so weird. Get into that 8-bit groove. (laughs) I am good to go. (laughs) But could your favorite playlist reveal that you're a psychopath? I'd say that one might be. I sure hope not. (laughs) JK, because preliminary and unpublished research from New York University says your favorite playlist could reveal that you're a psychopath. For the study, 200 people listened to 260 songs. Those with the highest psychopath scores were some of the biggest fans of Blackstreet's No Diggity. The most psychotic of the bunch also loved Eminem's incomparable Lose Yourself. No judgment if you like those songs, though, because they're pretty good, actually. Participants with lower psychopathy scores really dug The Knack's My Sharona and Sia's Titanium. 
You can see some more of the songs from the study in our full write-up today on Curiosity.com and on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS, although the lead researcher on the study wouldn't say what were the biggest predictors of psychopathy because he didn't want to risk skewing the results of future tests. For some broad predictors, though, we can look at research from Kevin Dutton, an Oxford psychologist and author of The Wisdom of Psychopaths. So far, he's gathered data for a psychopath study from more than 3 million people who have taken online surveys on their musical tastes and other preferences. These surveys aren't perfect, but so far, the results suggest psychopaths prefer rap music to classical and jazz. And the people with psychopathic traits are more likely to read the Financial Times than other newspapers. But that's neither here nor there. And like we said, no judgment here. And again, take this information with a grain of salt. Sometimes science is more fun than it is strictly scientific. I like listening to rap music while reading the Financial Times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a huge overlap. There. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Cody, did you ever watch Leave It to Beaver? That was not in my classic TV lineup. Me I was, either. I was in a I Love Lucy, Mary Tyler Moore Show, I Dream of Jeannie, Bewitched. Yeah. What about oh, Mad Men? Never really did Mad Men. I, I watched the first episode three different times and then just kept oh. forgetting to keep going. Interesting. Because Mad Men is sort of a modern take on the Leave it to Beaver style marriage, at least the first season. Then sure. everything goes off the rails. Sure. Spoilers. Uh-oh. Well, if you are a fan of classic television, then you might have seen the American traditional family. But there's a problem with the traditional family. Last year on the Curiosity Podcast, we interviewed Dr. Eli Finkel, a social psychology professor and relationship expert, and author of the critically acclaimed book, The All or Nothing Marriage. Here's just one thing he told us about the traditional marriage. We think of the 1950s as being traditional relationship as, as if you could take 1950s and extend it back for millennia and they would all look like leave it to beaver, right? But that is not remotely true. And, and in fact, um, the historian Stephanie Kuntz does a great job of really sort of shaking us out of that bizarre assumption that the 1950s model is the traditional marriage and that everything should be evaluated as a deviation from that. The name of her book is The, the Way We Never Were. And she has to remind us, I mean, you know, she has to remind us that, that Leave it to Beaver was not a documentary. It just so happens that there was a, a, a very, very idiosyncratic, highly historically unusual way of approaching relationships in the 1950s when television came on. And because that's when television came on, it got improved printed in the cultural psyche as as if this were traditional. But the idea that there would be a man who like kissed his wife and then went off to the office and a woman who said, love you, honey, see you when you're back and took, took care of the home. That was like an eye blink in history. Right. The, first of all, before the Industrial Revolution in the mid 1800s, people didn't go off to work. The individual farmhouse was the unit of economic production. This is how people made ends meet. Both men and women contributed hugely to economic production. And it wasn't until you got industrialization and this special that, that you got these highly gendered social roles, like his sphere is work and her sphere is home. So that was unusual right from the start. Long-time listeners will remember that we produced more than an hour of interviews with Dr. Finkel across two feature-length podcasts last year. Before we were a daily show, our show used to be half-hour, hour-long deep dives into specific subjects with experts. Well, we've got some exciting news. When you support this show on Patreon, you'll get access to brand new Curiosity Podcast episodes with experts, just like in the good old days. Patreon is a place where you can find creators you love. It's kind of like a Kickstarter, only instead of trying to fund one project, you contribute to an ongoing project like podcasts, comedians, and YouTube channels. It's an option for you to give back to the creators you love, and you can find us at patreon.com curiosity.com. 
This month, we've got a full-length interview with Dr. Michael Greger, author of the book How Not to Die and founder of NutritionFacts.org. It's live. It's right there. It's done. That podcast exists. Literally, visit our Patreon, become a patron, and you get that episode right now. It's There it is. I already said that seven times. <laughs> Plus, another new episode every month, in addition to lots of other perks, depending on how much you contribute. We've got lots of cool rewards, like access to uncut interviews, shout-outs on our show, the chance to participate in our interviews, and even join monthly video chats with Cody and me. We promise they'll be fun. Not to mention you can chat with us all day on our Discord server. We were going to use Slack, so uh, ignore that if you watch our video. <laughs> That's right. You can see us in a video we recorded specifically for our Patreon page. Even if you don't want to become a patron, you should still check out our page. The video is pretty fun if we do say so ourselves. Again, that's patreon.com slash curiosity.com all spelled out. We really appreciate your support. Anyway, that's all for today, but Curiosity has big plans for the weekend. And what can you learn about this weekend, Ashley? This weekend, you'll learn about how to break a bad habit, why you've probably been using the term alpha male wrong, storm chasing tips for beginners, a scale for figuring out whether news about aliens is legit, the best technique for staying calm, and more. Join us again Sunday to learn something new in just a few minutes. If there's something you're curious about, then email a question to podcast at curiosity.com and we'll try to answer it in a future show. That's podcast at curiosity.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Have a great weekend. And stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.